We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. The best actor in the world is Jeffrey Wright. Okay. American fiction. This is his, I don't know if it's his first number one since Basquiat. He may be number one on Westworld. I don't know. Uh, this there was an of, indie movie where he was a prisoner, but it's indie. It's indie. It's, it's something. It's not yeah, the same it's right, as not, a, not right with it's the, not the same as a studio. Right, not a studio or an Oscar. He's about to be nominated for the Oscar for American fiction. But you know he's but he's not getting number one. He got in it in studios. that. And watch what happens. Mm-hmm. Watch what happens. He's going to be nominated for the Oscar for that. Watch what happens, man. My the man who I call my big brother, Coleman Domingo. Woo. Coleman Domingo is shot himself to number one. He shot himself to the number one on the call sheet. With Rustin. With Rustin, no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? He caught, she shot himself. So it's like, he's so undeniable. And I want to see what Coleman's going to do. Even when he was in Fear of the Walking Dead, I was like, I don't care about anybody else in the cast. I want to see what this guy is doing. The tour ratio. Okay, though. The tour ratio. Okay, though. That might be the best question I've ever been asked. <laughs> You's a phenomenal person. I mean, you legendary. I am a fan of you, my brother. A man, Omar Dorsey, is starring in Bookie on Max. He's been around forever. He was in Django Unchained. He was a star on Queen Sugar. But his star is ascending right now. Let's talk about acting. Let's talk about how to move up. Let's talk about philosophy of how to do this craft. Because Omar is all about the craft. Let's get it. It's Omar Dorsey on Touré Show. Get into it. So, Bookie. Yes. You are number two on a call sheet. Yeah, one A, one B. That's what, that's one what, me, that's B. what me and Sebastian call it. One A and one B. And <laughs> on a on a max yeah, show for sure. This is the high. This is the big. This is the high point of your career right now. This that's the highest you can get on television, right? Man. This is this is the yeah. highest that you've been, no doubt about it. And yes. you're coming back for a second season. Coming back for season two. So how do you feel? Because it's been a long time, right? That you've been grinding TV, yeah. movies, yeah. And like you're at a zenith for you, no doubt, man. It's uh, it's trippy, right? Because uh, you know, I was on Queen Sugar. It's a, it's a uh, you know, it's 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 a big cast. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so to go from that, and I wasn't one, two, three, or four on that show, honestly. Right. You know, I mean, people, I was a beloved character. It's Hollywood. Right. Everybody knows Hollywood. Everybody loves them. But I probably work two or three days, maybe four days per episode, and I can go to London if I want to. I can go to wherever I want to because it's like, yo, just put all my scenes on three days, and I can just go and travel. So to be on a show— that I have to be at work every day and in every scene is something that's totally different. But it's um, something that I'm prepared for right now. I don't know if I would have been prepared for it 10 years ago. 
um, when I was out partying all the time. <laughs> I had to go to work at five o'clock in the morning. But yeah, um, career-wise, it is the zenith, man. And I really can't understand it until I look at all the interviews and they're just talking about Sebastian Maniscalco, Omar Dorsey. Omar Dorsey, Sebastian Maniscalco, they talk about that's the whole review of the show with amazing actors, um, you know, Vanessa Florido, uh, we got um, Andrea Anders, and we got uh, Jorge Garcia, just tremendous actors. But the the, the relationship that everybody talks about no, is this, me and Sebastian. No, the, the show is you and Sebastian yeah. interacting. Yes. Talking. The odd couple. Trying to go get money. Yes. What, like, yes. Doing your thing. For sure. And if yeah. it does, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. So it's got to like the chem- – so we'll talk about working with him. Mo- some people may not realize this is the number one touring comedian in the world. In, like he is destroying it in the world. This is probably a pay cut for him to do. No this doubt about to- it. Yo, so he's like in forty two- million a year on stand up. Easily forty million a year. Easily, man. Like it's it. So we have to go back for season two, right? And but he already has his world tour mapped out. Wow. So uh, we got to start back in March. Oh, wow. You know to work saying? around his tour. Yeah, yeah, we have to do it before his tour, which is really cool because, um, you know, we shoot for maybe two and a half, three months, and then he can go and make his billion dollars. But now he <laughs> is the biggest touring comedian in the game. Yeah. And um, I go to his shows, and I'm like, wow. So I'm in Vegas uh, before the show comes out, right? I'm with uh, with Mac, Anthony Mackey, which, uh who else was I with? Uh, my friend Hakeem, my friend Curtis uh, Harding, Curtis Harding, the musician. We uh, go, and I'm just looking around. And I was saying, wow, I guess all of these people are going to be my fans next year. Not knowing that he is really that yeah, big. Dude. Like, as soon as he puts anything up with me and him, I get 10,000, 20,000 new Instagram followers or whatever followers. I was like, dang, man, I had no idea. I watched his special um, before I, you know, before I auditioned with him, before we had our chemistry test, my wife and I were like, yo, he's really funny. Mm. He's really funny. But I had no idea he was the biggest uh, tour comedian in the world. But, you know, on the show, he doesn't hog all the punchlines. He doesn't, no. Sometimes he sets you up. Sometimes yeah. he's making a joke or somebody else. Yeah. And somebody like that could be like, I deserve all the punchlines. I'm the funniest person here. Right. But, but you, he's sharing. You know what I really dig about it? Like the first scene of our show is Ray Romano's talking to his wife. He's with his wife. His wife is kicking him out of the house because he's a degenerate gambler. Right. And he calls uh, Sebastian. He calls Danny, Sebastian's character. I feel like it's Ray's baton, baton handing off to Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian to be the new Italian comedian actor. Because what Ray Romano did for Everybody Loves Raymond mm-hmm. is almost was almost akin to this. He was letting his he was letting his mother get the jokes off. He was letting his dad get the joke off. Mm. He was letting his brother get the joke off, and he get it sometimes. So it was it, it reminded me a bit of that when I watched the show. After probably about the second or third time, I was like, "Oh, Ray is really handing this off to him." What does that do for you and everybody else when you have this massive comedian who's like? Let him get some jokes. Let him get some punchlines. Let her get some punchlines. What's really dope about it is this is really uh, Sebastian's. He's done movies before. Right. He's never had the lead in a, on, a, on a TV show or in a, well, he had the lead in the one with uh, him and De Niro. But he is a novice at acting. Right. So he 
comes to us is like, yo, oh, am I doing this right? Am I doing by episode two or three, man, he was flying. And he understood the back and forth of what makes comedy special, which is very odd for a person who is on stage by himself for two hours every night, giving it everything is just him. It's a totally different thing. It's a totally different muscle. Being funny on stand-up yeah. and then working with somebody else to, to make understand it's a different joke. it's a whole different thing. But uh, but it and also the genius of the man who we have not even talked about, who created the show, Chuck, Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre is, may Norman Lear rest in peace. Chuck Lorre is the greatest living comedy television writer. Mm. No doubt about it. He's the most successful. So he has created amazing shows, uh, Two and a Half Men, Big Bang Theory. He's created really big shows. And so he understands that dynamic of comedy. And the way that he writes it's on the page. We don't have to do too much improv. Chuck lets me get a little bit of my black shit off. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like, what am I going to say? Yeah, it makes sense. But um, it's already on the page. It's on the page. And it's easy. The way that Chuck and Nick Bacay write, it's very easy for us to, to say the lines because the, the humor and the story are it's already written in there. What have you told or taught Sebastian about acting to help him get in the mode? You know what? The thing about what with Sebastian, he's a he's a perfectionist, and so am I. So we run lines ad nauseum. Okay. And I, a lot of people don't like to do that, but I said that's what I like to do. He said, "Okay, I'm cool. I like to do it too." So we run tomorrow's lines today while we are we already so the lines that we have today they're already shut and they're already hammered into our brains because we did all that yesterday. So every day we run the lines for the next day so that it's so tight. And we might get on the phone with each other that night just to run them, just to run them, just to run them. Um, because that frees you up. You're not thinking about what your lines are. You're actually thinking about the scene and how to make the scene funny and, uh, you know, just what's going on in the scene and being in the moment instead of having to be thinking about your lines. Oh, yeah, so you can actually be be right there with them. It's, but Sebastian has got it, man. Like, for real, for a guy who's just really started, like, acting about, honestly, two years ago, a year ago, Jesus. he's got it, man. If you watch the show, you can see the progression, you know, from, you know, all about my father, uh, about my father with him and De Niro to where he is at the at the uh, end of season one of Bookie. You can see that progression. You can see that growth. This star, so he, the star, show started with him, right? Chuck It started with him. Chuck. What it was was, uh... He was pitching Chuck ideas. Sebastian was. Sebastian was. He said, I want to do something with you. Uh, I was pitching him ideas. And Chuck said, well, I have an idea. Well, I'm tinker tinkering with this show about a bookie. And Sebastian said, so. Yeah. So it was he yeah. and Nick so Bakai. It's a good fit for him. It's yeah. a good, for him, good, good fit for him, you know. Yeah. And it's something that's really good. It's not anything that he can – it's not square, you know. Yeah. He's, it's a little dangerous and funny, yeah. but not so dangerous. Like we don't, we're not like we say we don't go around busting people's kneecaps. You threaten, but you never actually are beating people up. I have a line in the pilot says, "I'm more of a visual deterrent." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to fight anybody. I got bad knees. I got a bad back. I played football for 12 years in the league. But a black man is a visual deterrent. Most people. I have another line that says, "Never underestimate the fear of a giant black man." <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's not, I'm not going, those people could probably beat, beat uh, Ray up, but it's the fear that these white no, people have. I mean, I, 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 if I was in that world, yeah, but I try it with Sebastian, maybe. Right. 
I'm not trying it with you. No, he's exactly. taller than me. Yes. Nah, I'm good. You know, exactly. I, I mean, even as a black man, I'm like, yeah. yo, I don't want it with a, another black man. Nah, exactly. It's like, and he's already <laughs> doing dirt. He got to have a gun or something on him. <laughs> I'm good. You know, so but, but what I really liked is uh, in the pilot when Sebastian had the gun, I'm like, why are you, why are you carrying around a gun? Because we're doing illegal shit. That's why. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, but, uh, and, and it did come into play in the pilot. Did you audition? I did audition. You know, the crazy thing about it is I auditioned. I'm not going to say who I auditioned with, but it was like two of, them, two of my best friends and they're, they're legends. And we were just like, well, one of us is getting this role, man. And um, yeah, it was a screen test. It was me and two of my best friends, man. Yeah. So it was the chemistry with you and Sebastian that made it, was, that made it, it was work. no doubt about it. It was the chemistry, man. How did, so, what, what, was, what, what did it feel like when you're like, oh, this is clicking? You know what it is? I knew he was a comedian, so I wanted to play down. I didn't want to be too over the top and try to steal his shine. I know he's, I think he's the star of the show. Yeah. So I can play it down. I'll, I'll play down, and I can have my little slick snide shit, like under my breath, or like, you know, I can throw it off a little bit. And I was letting Sebastian just get him off during the chemistry test. He was just getting it off. And I'm like, yeah, all right, man. And they were, but they were laughing so hard at my underplaying, you know, and they were just like, yo, but. It just worked so well. We fit like a glove the first time we sat down with each other. I'm not going to even lie to you. We fit like a glove. And I was like, man, this is really going to work. And it's funny that the other two dudes was like, you know it's your job, right, Omar? Because uh, we went out the, the, that night um, afterwards. It was like you went back in like three times. I was like, I don't know if you're going to kill me. You there. were going to your baby mama's houses. Yes. And paying them. Cash. The ca <laughs> and just – the difference between the different yeah. moments, right? It was two of them, right? It's two of them. It's three of them. Like the third one, we don't ever see because I punked the other guy out because he's wearing my jersey. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the way Sebastian's played up, but like this one, she's like happy to see you. This right. one is more static. And right. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's yeah. just going around making his payments. Yeah, man. Now, yeah, those are funny because it's like Sebastian knows the relationship. I mean, Danny knows the relationship that Ray has with those baby mamas. So he knows who he can play with and who he can't play with. Right. You know, so uh, he might throw a little slick stuff to one of them, to Selena, and then to, to the other one, he's like, all right, I'm going to just be quiet. I'm playing Penn and Teller. I'm, I'm Teller. He's right. being quiet, you know, so, right. yeah. Right. yeah. I know you're about to do the second season or in a couple months, but do you think about, okay, we got to 1B on the call sheet. Yeah. Like, can we get to number one? No doubt about it. That's coming, man. It's coming. You know, it's like uh, every move is uh, <laughs> Tupac say every move is a calculated step. Yeah. You know, um, every every time that you move, you know, you try to progress more and more and more. Um, I even the shows that I wasn't even a series regular on, like Raising Canaan, right? I came in and blew the top off of it, and everybody's like, "Oh, is this guy." I was like, "Yeah, but I'm gonna do my. I'm a, I, I'm not even a regular. I only got seven episodes, but you're gonna know my presence is here." I remember when I was doing Ray Donovan, um, uh, Brian Z is one of the executive producers. Told me he's like, "You're gonna have your own show one day, Omar." And when I was doing Eastbound and Down, um, David Gordon Green and Jody Hill was like, "You're gonna have your own show one day." They, this is me coming in doing. Uh, recurring, it was high recurring. It's like most of the episodes, but they were like, "You're gonna have your own show. Just be prepared." And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I feel it now. I feel but it. how do you move up, people, the, from that like third, fourth, yeah, second? For how do you do that? You know, uh, there are different ways you can get the role to do it. The way that like let's say Kofi 
on Queen Sugar did. He just got the role. He's a looks like a supermodel. You know what I'm saying? He looks like a a a, a, a king. You know, look, he's etched out of stone, but and he can act. So he had the right platform that Ava put him on to do. Or you can just bust your hump so much that people love you. Mm. People love you. And um, a show like this, like Bookie, will show people that I can hold my own. This is a show that you go to Sebastian's house to see his family, his family dynamic. Usually the leads, you go to their house to see their family and, and their home dynamic. Yeah. Then you go to my house and you see my home and my family dynamic. Yeah. So this is what we're talking about. When you have those, when people can start noticing you, the, the the writers and the directors and the studios and the networks yeah. start to notice you and like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, I can see Omar is this. Not everybody can be number one. No, it can't. On the no. calls. Not everybody has that it factor. And it's not a meritocracy. It's not. A lot of the character actors are far better actors More superior, than, yes. than the people who are no, but the people who are not who get to the lead, what? Better looking, some it better factor. Better looking, it's an it factor. It's do people want to follow you? You know, it's like, do I want to sit and watch Teray every day and watch him every Sunday and see exactly what that's gonna do and what that character is and how is that gonna work? Yeah. Um, like you said, you can be the most tremendous actor in the world. You are all you, but you will always be number two or number three. I have this discussion with my friends who are number ones, and they're like, "Omar, you're an amazing actor. I need to see you carry something on your back, though." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I need to see you carry it on your back. If you can carry it on your back, then we can get into that discussion about who's the best. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. 
On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. So do you think you're ready for that? No doubt about it. Because you're a great character actor. No doubt about it. Yes. And I know that you can be two, three, four, five, whatever, and crush it. Right. That does not mean you could be a number one. What we were just talking about, the man who you and I were just talking about five, ten minutes before we walked in here. My favorite actor in the my favorite actor in the world is, is Sam Jackson, and he knows it. The best actor in the world is Jeffrey Wright. Okay, American Fiction. This is his. I don't know if it's his first number one since Basquiat. He may be number one on Westworld. I don't know because uh, there was an indie movie where he was a prisoner, but it's indie. It's indie. It's something. It's not yeah, the same it's right, as not, a, not right with it's the not devil. the same as a studio. Right, not a studio or an Oscar. He's about to be nominated for the Oscar for American Fiction. But, you know he's, but he's not getting number one. He got in it studios. in that. And watch what happens. Mm-hmm. Watch what happens. He's going to be nominated for the Oscar for that. Watch what happens, man. My The man who I call my big brother, Coleman Domingo. Ooh. Coleman Domingo is shot himself to number one. He shot himself to the number one on the call sheet. With Rustin. With Rustin, no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? He, call, he shot himself. So it's like he's so undeniable. And I want to see what Coleman's going to do. Even when he was in Fear of the Walking Dead, I was like, I don't care about anybody else in the cast. I want to see what this guy is doing. What this character is what this character is doing. That, what was the um the 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 prostitute movie? Zola. Oh my god. Come on, man. Oh my god. I, yo, when you got people like that, they're so amazing. dynamic and you get the right part, like Bayard Rustin was for him. Yeah. He was telling me about Bayard Rustin when we were doing um Selma yeah. and he was playing um David Evanath. He said the part I really want to. He told me the part I really want to play is Bayard Rustin. Yeah. This is what you say, I want to do a whole. He told me this 10 something years ago. Yeah. This is 10 years in the making, brother. You know what I I'm mean, saying? I like, think about like DiCaprio. Yeah. Is not a great actor. You said that the last time, and I dis- <laughs> I, I vehemently not- disagree with you. <laughs> I, you know, I'm telling you, I like, think he's amazing. He's a star. He's a good he, actor. He's the it factor. Yeah. He's attractive, right? I'm like, there's. Is Brad Pitt a good actor to you? I'm struggling to think of what did Brad do on screen that I was like, yo, that was the shit. Fight Club? Tyler Durden? See, you know, Edward Norton, as far as acting, was... They both were good, and but what's it's his a name? balance. Jared Leto? Jared Leto was good, too, yeah. But it's a balance, though. It was a balance. It's, look, I... You and I have had this disagreement for years about DiCaprio. We're gonna just we're gonna say that I think DiCaprio's dope. I think he's amazing. I thought he was amazing in Django. Uh, I mean, you know, I thought, you he, thought was, he was amazing in Django. I did, man. That character was. I thought he was wow. great in The Revenant. I thought he was amazing in The Revenant. He, he was very good in The Revenant. Yes, Didn't I thought he was to, great. Of course, when he was a that kid, much to say. huh? It wasn't that much lines. It was, like, but it was the emotions. Though. <laughs> it was like a third of the lines of but a normal the, movie. I thought he was great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that movie was trash. Oh, and man. I am and both huge, of my boys are in that. I'm a big Tarantino fan. You know I am, that man. movie you know was I am, that brother. I like that movie though. But I don't want to argue about DiCaprio <laughs> in particular, yeah. but just the notion that 
there's something there's a different thing to be the number one man or woman well, that is not just the best actor. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's and not. it's not. It's not. You can be a great character actor. You can't be and a you number can't one. Be, you can't. It's and like, you could be a number one, and you can't. You, you are wasted as a three or four. The thing about it is there are different things, right? The main thing is this, especially in movies. Can you put butts in seats? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. DiCaprio yeah. can. Yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? If you say DiCaprio, two million people will show up no matter what I else. I love Jared Leto with all my heart, but if you put DiCaprio in that role or Jared Leto in that role, no, he's, he's exponentially the, more people The Q are rating is not the same. That's that's what a number one does, though. Or get eyes on you. I, Tony Soprano was. The character was amazing, you know what I'm saying? But, and Gandolfini... Play the hell out of it, but we wanted to watch and see what was going to go on. You, you get like what, like a hundred movies come out every month, right? Well, there's, not nowadays, not now, but in doing, but, yeah, but well, even if there's streaming, even yeah. say like thirty movies come out, of, there's only eight real stars who people will be like, "I'm going to see." Say the name, I'm, I'm there. I'm going there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, if you don't have one of them, yeah, then you got to go to war. Against them with whoever you got. And, and a great say, script, too. We have a great script. A great script and a we great— We have a great story. Just yeah. like uh, every, everything, um, everywhere, all at once. Just mm. a great story. Mm. Right? Just an incredible story. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Mich- I mean, Michelle, Michelle Yao, Yao is, is a huge international star. Though. In Asia. She's a huge, and that's but international. not that's yet in bo- America. But that's a big box office in yeah. China. That's oh, for, bigger for than sure, here. For sure. You know? for sure so for yeah, sure. I can get it. I dig it. I dig it, yeah. But that's the thing. That you people will come to see you. I hope so, man. You know, I mean, I have you know one thing is blessing that um, Queen Sugar has has done for me was made black women like me, mm-hmm. and they're very loyal. Mm-hmm. And they say I'm going to watch everything Omar does. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they uh, you know once you get your people, we keep, man, we keep it one hundred with you, man. Almost every black actor who we know was beloved by their community first, right? For sure. Sam, Denzel, Kevin Hart, Chris Tucker, you know, people who are, who have, uh, Eddie, Eddie was just But it's a not just what prodigy. you do on screen, right? It's all this extra stuff. That's why the red carpet looks like that. That's yeah. why you're on the cover of GQ right. or Vogue or whatever, because we want to feel like we know Denzel. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing that, 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 that's been, um, that, that I've been battling with lately, right? Is how much of my life do I want to show people? Mm. Um, just got married, you know, um, in November. Oh, congrats! And, wow. And but my, you know, we we're in People magazine wedding. We um, had a big New Year's party. Essence covered it. And I told my wife, I was like, I don't really know if I want that many people in my business. Like, how that. many people did you have at the wedding? Wedding was small. It was like eighty people. That's small. Uh huh. It was uh huh. And then where um, it was in L.A. Beautiful. The New Year's Eve party was big. Right. And D-Nice DJed. Nice. And Dorian Missick DJed. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, Dorian was on this show. Oh, that's my brother. Yeah. For sure. He did He did, He did. did the um, best man speech. Okay. Yeah, he's been my best friend since we were 13. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, if you want to be the number one, yeah. you got to let him know. Oh, no doubt about it. Yes. I'm out here yeah. with my wife. I'm yeah. styling. I'm fashion. But how I'm- much of that, how much of my life do I really want to share? Denzel don't share that much. Denzel is 
Denzel's Leo, from, don't, Leo sure. don't share that much. Me and Leo the same age. Denzel's Denzel's from a different era. He is from a different era. Right? He became an A-list star before there was social media. No doubt about it. So it yeah. was not, so you know, Leo, yeah. I mean, the same with Leo. Yeah, he's, he's been yeah. a superstar for, what, 20 years? More than Probably that. longer than that? 30 years? That's ridiculous. Back, this, God, when was Titanic was in the 90s? Yeah, Basketball Diary was like 93, 94. God, this is, dang. what, 24? Yeah, yeah, he's so been he, yeah. he been Romeo that. and Juliet was ninety six, but he, but he, you know, he lets you see who he is, what's going no, he on doesn't. with him. No, he doesn't. All those girls. I mean, he, he can't like help he, that. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting killed for the girls right now. Is he really? Isn't it? It's like a super punchline all the time. Oh, Leo's date will be too old for him by the end of the show. Oh, oh man. Ha, 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 ha. And he just got a smile and take I tell you it. what, man, the most fun I had in my life was doing Django. Yeah. Because it's like I'm hanging with them dudes, like just hanging with Leo and watching fights. And it was just fun, man. You know, I loved that movie so much. I've watched it a million times. Yeah. And it set a standard for me as far as if I'm going to watch a slavery film. Yeah, yeah. They got to get free in the first scene. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need misery. I don't need no misery. whipping. I don't need misery. I don't need trauma. Right. Get free in the first scene. Yeah. Beat the shit out of Massa. Blow the house up. Right. Like, like <laughs> right. I remember I said, if, if you have a slave or an ex, a ex-slave who doesn't want to whip and potentially kill the Massa, what is wrong with him? Right, exactly. What, what, what are we doing? Yep, yep, of course you yep. should want to kill him. Yeah, 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 man. Now that was like... Yeah, you're right. That's the first scene, too, wasn't it? Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, man. Five minutes in. We're Five already killing the already killed. I'm like, is yes, that, I that's love how you this. set it off. You're right, man. Tarantino's the dude, man. I love that dude. He is. Um, yeah, so you this dream started early because you went to performing arts high school. Yeah, with some of the best actors in the world. With but what, what started the notion of... I want to do that. Man, I want to act. What it is, my mother was a theater director. Oh, wow. So, like, from the time I was born, she was bringing me to the theater, and I'm sitting on in a car seat or whatever watching people on stage. And my first dreams was red carpet flashing and getting out of limos. It's crazy. That's like the first dream I ever remember. Wow. Jumping out of a limo and walking on a red carpet because that's just like I want to. You, you want to do what your parents do. I didn't want. My father was a diamond dealer. I didn't want to do that. It seemed boring. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? Okay. He made a lot of money, but it seemed boring. But I wanted. Did you? I wanted get, to dress did, like my did dad. Did you get your ring for your wife from your dad? I did. My father passed away uh, earlier. At shit, honestly, probably on uh, was that January the seventeenth last year. January fourteenth oh, last year. So it's been a year. Yeah. But he would have given it to me. Oh, wow. He would have. He would have. Yeah, man. Um, No, actually, my engagement ring, he was, when I showed it to him, I showed him the design I wanted. He was telling me exactly how to get it done. That was two years ago. So last year, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But now, man, uh, he's, um, but no, so I wanted to do, uh, I want to do what my mom did, you know? And my, it's crazy. My oldest daughter wants to do what I do. Ooh. Do you want her to do it? No, not really. Yeah, I, I wanted to be a director. I don't want to be an actor. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's like so masochistic, you know. Because you get a lot of no's. You get all the no's. And people don't understand that. I'm like, you're successful if you get 5% yeses. You can be a millionaire with 2% yeses. Mm-hmm. 98% of the times you're getting no. You're getting, you got to get thick skin, you know, so yeah. And you got to put your all into the audition. You do, yeah. Which may yeah. 
end up to be nothing. You know what? You can put your all into the audition. You can work so hard and research and everything. And they already got an offer to somebody else. Yeah. And you're just a backup plan in case that person don't. Yeah. Oh, you might even be a backup plan. It might. Let's just look at more options. You've done all of this work, and you've been into the to the library to research about nineteen eighteen uh, nineties in the in the industrial so, revolution or whatever, and it doesn't matter. So you spend hours getting ready for an audition? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, because especially now, the things that. If I auditioned, <laughs> you know, which ain't a lot of times, but um, I try my best. It, it's going to be a lead character, one of the leads. Um, and if it's something very specific, then I want to know everything about what's going on in that time period, um, the the language that people spoke. If it's if it's a period piece or whatever, or if it's a job, I want to know everything about that. I want to know everything about that job, so when I can get in and talk to the directors or whoever I'm talking to, I can talk knowledgeably about what is going on. She's spending hours getting ready for Yeah, no doubt. Hours, spend days, man. Yeah, days. If it's a podcast about it, I'm listening to everything. I'm, I'm, I'm a deep diver, though. I deep dive on things because I, I do learn. I like to learn. So if it's, a, if it's a story that I'm telling, I'm like, let me learn more about this. Is there a podcast about it? Is there a book about it? Is there this? Is there that? Is there Just, something about you, it? Because you might go on five auditions in a month, right? Nah. Too much? No, I I probably go on one or two auditions a year. A year? Because you're at the level when they offer you? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, maybe one audition a year, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And, okay, my last audition was for Bookie, and that was in 2022. Okay. Yeah. So do you say to yourself, now, at this level, yeah. you see me, he, he, I'm not auditioning. You should know. Well, a lot of times they just they, they call my people. They call my agents. Like, yo, I mean, I turn down most stuff now. You turn down most auditions. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, because it's like some, it's, it's a um, variation of something I've already played. Oh, so even, you you don't need for me to play a gangster again. I did it in Ray Donovan, and I didn't. You, know, you need the candy. variety. I do because I don't want to be pigeonholed either, you know. And I want to be seen as Coleman Domingo and Sam Jackson and. Jeffrey Wright. Variety. You know, I want to be able to be able to do it all and not just to do one thing. I listen, if it's if if it's a really good gangster role, or if I'm playing with somebody who's very amazing playing alongside them, I'll do it. Yeah. If I get, you know, um to work with, beside Sam or work beside Denzel, work beside Forrest or somebody like that, or Jeff, I'll do it. I'll do it. I definitely just so I can go to work with them every day. And I can, yeah. you know, sponge off them. But I ain't just doing it just for the just I feel it. like I feel like there's Two kind of actors that you are either a chameleon, yeah. that you are completely different every time, right? Or you're kind of doing a version, version of, of yourself, yourself, yeah, which can be super compelling. No doubt about I th- it. Yeah. I think Denzel. I mean, Denzel yes. clearly has the ability, right? But I think we saw that in what was that weirdo lawyer picture he did? Roman S. Yeah. Esquire, Roman, something Roman Esquire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, that's totally different. Yeah. But for the most part, he's playing Denzel, but it's super compelling. He's playing a man, and it just so happened, like, I just watched Flight the other day. Yeah. And he was playing an alcoholic. Yeah. He was really good in that movie, Oh, man. he's dope, he's dope. He's so good, Um, but Tom Hanks is the same way, too. I mean, a lot of people are that yeah, way. Yeah, no doubt, yeah, and Tom you Cruise, can, yeah. And it's Sean Penn, yeah, right? Sean Penn. And you well, can, Sean. 
Sean has chops. But Sean can, can, but can, a lot can of mess time. around and do some. He did Milk and he did, um, what's the one that he played with Milk Dakota was, Fanning? Milk was incredible. The one he played with Dakota Fanning. I am Sam. Mm. Yeah. Like he he's a he does character stuff sometimes, a lot of times. He's mad a lot of times too. <laughs> he's very so are you so you you feel like you're more of a chameleon. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It, it does. When people say, man, you're just playing, um, you're just playing yourself. And I'm like, you do see on Queen Sugar, I had a whole New Orleans accent. And this, I had a whole New York accent. And Ray Donovan, I had a whole LA accent. And not only that, like, or in Bookie, I'm just playing slow, quiet, this, that, and the other. I said, I think of myself as a chameleon. I do. I, I'm glad that I get to wear wigs a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? So people don't really know that it's me. Um, but yeah, and I, and I don't even know if chameleons can be like movie stars though, can they? That's a good question. Do you go to the movies to go see uh, a, the person? I don't know. I mean, Jeffrey Wright's a chameleon. We would go see him in whatever. Is he a movie star? I think he's a movie star, don't you? I think you? he's a fine actor. I think he's, I mean, with a movie star, he's number one on the call sheet. Is uh, I will pay all my money to go see Jeffrey Wright. We love Jeffrey Wright, but you're not sure he's a movie star. Well, I don't know if he's, um, I don't know, because, I mean, you know what? I think he was approaching movie stardom when he did Shaft. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, he's about to be a sex symbol and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um I mean, he was the character actor who kind of stole things. He always did that, yes. He always, the Manchurian Candidate, he stole. Yeah, yeah. You know, you never really see anybody steal a movie from Denzel. No. But he came in and... What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Toray. Thrivemarket.com slash Toray. On March 16th, 2000, two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta. Jamil Alamine, a Muslim leader and former black power activist, was convicted. But the evidence was shaky, and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial. My name is Mosi Secret, and when I started investigating this case in my hometown, I uncovered a dark truth about America. From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, what does it take to be that guy or woman, but I think it's mostly men who do this, who are like, I kind of just do me over and over, but y'all love it. Because that's what they're paying for, right? The people are paying you $20 million 
to see that iteration of let's see what you look like as a drunk alcoholic on the plane. But I don't want to even I don't want to I don't want to ch- chisel it down to like he's not working. He's working there. They're working their butts off. Oh, I'm not saying they're not working. Because I've seen Denzel do some amazing Shakespeare stuff, man. For sure. You know, um, I just saw him. What was it? Was it? Um, but even that was it. Macbeth. Yeah. But I'm like, it's Denzel, and it's no critique. He's amazing, greatest actor. Right. And I'm, I'm like, I think it's probably harder to be yourself over and over, yeah. and it's super compelling. We keep showing up for it. So it is the chameleon versus the. You know what? It's it's crazy, Torre, because my teacher in grad school told me this too. Yeah. He says either you can be a, a the personality person who's an amazing actor, or you can be this person who nobody ever really ever gets to know, but you're a chameleon and Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Oof. Chameleon. Chameleon. Is he a movie star? He got about 35 Oscars. I mean, you, uh, I mean, I think so. He has carried big, big movies. movies. He's carried big movies, yeah. And and we were like, yo, I will follow you. I mean, like, amazing storyteller. I will follow you anywhere. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. He might be the one. <laughs> he might be the one. But but when you get into it, like at the grad school level, yeah, can you plan that, or is it like it's just something that you have to know in your head? You it's, are well. What it is is uh, yeah, it's probably who you are. Man, listen to me. I hope this doesn't sound ooh bad. Oh, get it. A lot of character actors are crazy as fuck. Okay. Period. Okay. Like, there's a lot of people inside of their brains. Okay. And they can tap into all of those. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay. And then the leading actor or actress is? They're amazing actors. They just understand that. But you're saying the character actor is a little bit crazy. Well, because they have a lot of things that they can, they can, they can, they can there's a lot of things they can tap into. Yeah, you, right? not, not schizophrenic is a big word, but like, <sighs> to that and you're saying like you kind of multiple personality. You yeah. Kind of oh, they they can tap into those multiple personalities and do it so convincingly. Like the movie Split, the guy can could, you know, like the character that he played in Split could tap into all of these different um, personalities and be convincing as each one of them. Right. Yeah. The, the, but the lead actor is what? If the character actor is who's that? James McAvoy, right? He was really good. He's He's dope, but I mean, a person like that could be a tremendous character actor and can tap into all of these different um, people and convincingly. So when you said, I want to go to performing arts high school, yeah, mom was like, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Because my daughter came to us, I think she's about 13, and was like, I think I want to go to be an actor and performing. And as a person in creative world, I was like, Yo, let's do it. Yeah. My daughter did the same thing. My wife was like, I don't know. Yeah. And then she stopped talking about it. So, you know, we're not going to fight for it unless you like. Unless you fight for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, coming from a creative household, I bet your mom was like, dig it. Let's go. Let's do it. Was it your idea or her idea? It was, you know what? I was doing a lot of plays because I, um, at church and in, in, in elementary school. And so I remember I was doing this play in the, 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 the was it the, the chorus teacher said she walked up to me she said Omar I really think you need to go to this uh, performing our high school and I said well can I play piano there too and she's like yes you can play piano there and you can um, act so I said let's I'll, I'll do it 
because I thought I was going to be a jazz musician. Wow. Yeah. You like that on the piano? I thought I was. I mean, I, <laughs> look, man. Look. <laughs> I thought I was. When your friends are like the biggest, you know what I'm saying? Jazz musicians, it's like, man. I wasn't, I thought I was good. I then I, I met him. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, come on, it's man. It's a different level. No, I'm like. So when you uh, get the script, yeah. what do you do? I uh, you know, I read the script all the way through. I um, I it depends on on what time period it is. Like I said before, if it's something that's in a period of the fifth, uh, another period, whatever, I'll do as much research as I can into that time period before I start learning my lines. I want to know the time period. I want to know the time period. I want to know the music. I want to know what the feeling was. I want to know what black people's. I'm playing a black man in that time. I want to know what black people's experience was in that time or whatever it is. You know, um, I just got a script for 1970, uh, Atlanta. Um, just got a script. I just read it. And this is right in the genesis of what Atlanta is today, yeah. the, the black mecca. Yeah. This is the beginning of it. This is the beginning of the city that's too busy to hate yeah. and what was going on in those times. And I, I was... So I read all the books and I did everything. I did a bunch of research before I started learning my lines, because I wanted to put myself into that into that place. For Bookie, which is now, now yeah. in a world that you understand, yes. do you still have to do some of that work? Well, I'm a. There's been times in my life that I gambled a lot. Yeah, and as a guy, I used to call on the phone to do bets. What did you bet on? I bet on football. I bet on college and um, and and um, pro. I still bet. I mean, I bet. I bet. Or I'll, I'll go to the casinos and, and gamble. Yo, I was betting a lot a couple of years ago when it became, you know, on the on Fan the computer, duel. on yeah. the phone and all that. Yeah. And I was way into it. And then at a certain point, I realized this is making me depressed because the emotional roller coaster, roller coaster yeah. of placing the bet, watching the game, your team is winning or you're beating the spread, you feel like a genius. Now yeah. the other team comes back, now you're losing, you feel like an idiot. Right. You made it on a last second shot, you're elated, you lost it on a crazy call or yeah, they didn't sure. yeah. shoot the ball because they were losing by three and they right. said fuck. And I'm like, yo, I am depressed because it's so much emotion going on. It's, it's just so much emotion involved in gambling, right? So, which was makes the show really work. Yeah. Because people can really feel it. You know, you can feel it. Like the one scene where we're, uh, we're about to lose it all and we're outside smoking cigarettes and the, the rookie from Cutstown throws a Hail Mary you feel the emotions, the ups and downs, the depression, the 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 the, the jubilation, you know, all of it. Um, yeah, man. That's, but that's you how guys it is. are like betters in the show. You yes. guys are supposed to be the house. We you, are the house, but you are. But you feel like betters. Yeah. You're like we could lose. We could lose. You it would all. have action on both sides, where you're like, we're not gonna, we can't lose. It was that one bet that could have just. The one huge us. bet. The one huge bet. But you would have gotten bets on the other side. So like, we're but not, but not to, not to, to, to do that because it's like, it was a two point nine million dollar bet. Right. We're small time. Right. Now we win this bet, man. We're flying. Right. If we lose this bet, we're losing everything. <laughs> we have the money, <laughs> we're, but we're, it's we're, like we ain't got it. We got to start all over. Right. You know. So, um, but you were deep on. The emotion of that world. Yeah, nah, yeah, but not as deep as that. I, 
I can look. I've been and I've done a lot of things in my life that were uh, that could have been considered criminal. <laughs> like what? Like and like anything like selling some weed, yeah, selling some alcohol when I was in college, <laughs> selling phone cards that I stole. Maybe I don't know. This is in the nineties, y'all. Don't judge me, okay? <laughs> you were young. I was, it was young. young, man. Look, I, I needed was some. So it's it's a lot of like you know. I understand like the rush it is. I also yeah. understand the danger yeah. that it is. But the thing about Bookie, the cops don't really mess with you. No, they, they You know what I'm saying? The cops would have messed with me. I'm a, I'm in college running a bootleg operation. Who, who's with complaining? Weed and alcohol. You wanted to make a bet? Yeah. I made that possible for you. Exactly. Who's going to the police it's saying no I, harm, who, no do, harm, we foul. we had like Yeah. Yeah, so it's a no harm, no foul th- type thing with that. But you know, in California, it's illegal. So that's how we get away with it. But yeah, man, I, it, it wasn't a lot of research I needed for that because I'm a gambler. And I and I look when I was in Queen Sugar, I lived across the street from the casino. Uh, they knew me by name. I pulled my car up. I have a special parking space at uh, Caesars and Casino. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Was, Can you was, say how much you lost in there? No. <laughs> I tell you what, the best thing that ever happened to me was the pandemic. Why? Because you stopped. Because I couldn't go in. It was closed. I was just looking at it every day. I said, well, you know what? I don't really need this place there. Yeah. It's exciting. It's a, it's a high. It's a high. It's a high, but it'll drop you it down. It'll drop you down, yeah. And you don't even realize I'm you know. depressed because of that. Exactly. Yep. What, do you know my lines? If we're if we, you read, you like, we, I read the whole script. I mean, yeah, you know sure. my lines? Yeah. Yeah. You learn everybody's lines. Well, you just know Everybody because I run it so much, either with like my scene partner or my wife or... My, or whoever's around me, you gonna run these lines with me, just so I know them. Um, so I know my cue. Y'all know everybody's lines. What's the best acting advice you ever got? Uh, just honestly, just know your lines and be off book, so you can play. If you know your lines and you don't have to be sitting there carrying a script like this and doing all of this, looking like up. That, Looking up and like you know, this is just in rehearsal or whatever at an audition. If you know your lines, you can play. You can do. You can use your whole body in a scene, especially at an audition. Just you can use your whole body. You know, yeah. So learn your lines. Sam Jackson said that. Look, man, know your damn lines. Yeah. What else did Sam tell you? He said actors act, so you got to keep working. That's what he does. Just working all the time. He worked all the time. I'm gonna do a big movie, a little. Because I told him play. one time, I saw him. We were um, we was at the airport one time, and we we were going different places. We we both going to Hawaii. I said, "What you about to do?" He said, "He said, what you doing?" Oh, I was like, "Man, I'm chill. I'm taking a little break." That break. I said, "Yeah." He said, "Why are you taking a break?" I said, "I need a little. I need a little time off." He said, "You're an actor, right?" I said, yeah. He said, "Actors act." I said, "This is the goat telling me." You know what I'm saying? This is the. Biggest box office in the history of motion pictures is telling me this. He has the record. Uh, yes, sir. No breaks. No breaks, man. Sam I'm do a play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so, yeah. So no breaks. He's like, don't take no break, man. No, let's, like, we, took, we, we had a strike. That was my break. Yeah. No, unless it's something that's thrust upon you. The no, strike no messed you up, huh? What does? Strike messed you up. You know what? It didn't because I lost a lot of weight. And I was able to finally work out the way I wanted to work out, but it like it hit my pockets pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. And I was paying for a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't cheap. 
You know, it's like we had these tremendous visions of what this wedding was going to be. Yes. Like, oh, man, we got it. We ain't going to worry about it. We ain't not thinking that we're not going to work for seven months. Because she's a director, writer. You know, she directs, uh, you know, television and, and writes and all that stuff, too. I remember before, right when I knew I was heading toward a wedding and Oprah was still on TV on a 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And mm-hmm. I remember this couple was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, I want this and this and this and this. And Oprah was like, are you willing to go into debt for your wedding? Right. And she was. I'm like, right. no. No, hell no. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was complaining, right? I, I, was, I was complaining to myself, but I had no reason to really complain. Like, I was like, we just knowing that, okay, I'm about to, I'm leaving Bookie and I'm about to go do this thing. And oh, it's cool. We're fine. I, I mean, the money is, is whatever. But then when that thing doesn't happen and that, you already signed the contract with the venue because you had a you had a show. I had a show, and the strike the strike fucked it up. Fucked it up, and so it's now I'm like, and because you're on bookie, you can't go back to that. Right, exactly. I'm so it's just yep. an opportunity just, just evaporated. Evaporated, it's gone. But it's, it happens, man. Like, look, that happened to me during during COVID, during um, you know the heart of they fall. Right, mm. I was supposed to be one of the leads in that movie. Oh wow. And it just you just had away. James here. The I need other to talk day. to James. Is James back? He's still in New York. I wonder. No, they left. He left. They okay, because I saw him doing some press and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he was man. just here a minute ago. Yeah. But you said you worked out. Like you, what? Do you, what did you do? What do you do? Man, I I run. I mean, I'd probably walk or run probably about like seven miles, eight miles a day, and I lift weights for like an hour a day. Yeah, and I eat right now. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love getting in the gym. I love getting in the gym, bro. I'm going to even lie to you, Squats man. and yeah. benches and, yeah, like, and you, if you like the pain yeah. of lifting weights. Yeah. It's it. That's, it's, that's, that is just as good as the rush you get from gambling. Mm. I love it, man. Like, I'm, like, in the hotel now. I'm just doing all of the – it's so many machines. I got a gym in my, in my house in L.A., but this, these machines in here, and I'm like, I feel like a kid in the candy store, man. I'm doing new workouts every day. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, dude. And the so. challenge of yourself, can I do 10 I more can, pounds? Can I, can I do the, how many can, more reps can, can I do? Can I do 10 more pounds? Can I get it a little harder, yeah. a little heavier? Can yeah. I take more? Yeah. You got to listen to yourself. And a lot of people talk about going to failure. Right, yeah. lifting until now, but that's you being honest of like, can I do one more? And you know what I did today? Because today I was like, all right, man, because I was doing sets of uh, uh, thirteen, right? Okay, and I got tired my, on my on my final set. I got tired at nine, and I was doing the uh, the joint, you know, pull up, pull, pulling the you know, pulling the chest in. Uh-huh. I got tired. I said, man, I'm about to, I could do four more, man. I did four more. I said, I can do four more after that. I was tired at nine. I ended up doing 17, man. Yo, dog, I was in the gym a month ago benching, okay? And the bench press is dangerous because you're putting it over you. Yeah, you had a spotter? No, because this is sort of gym. Like, nobody spots anybody, right? And I thought, I can do this weight, okay? (laughs) This is the... The third set, so you're a little tired. You're tired, yeah. Right, but, did, did you did, did you take a break? Did you walk around? And I just mean, you do take. I mean, you got to take you know one to two minutes in yeah. between each set. Yes, but I thought I was I ready. Do that. I do thirty seconds. Yeah. Right, you do thirty seconds. Yeah, man, I, mean, I, I do aerobic. I do the aerobic. You gotta take workout. longer to. Yeah. So you know, I got to. I think I was like at rep ten, 
right? I'm like, I got it. Do two more. You yeah. can do it. You can do it. Don't be a pussy. You can do it. <laughs> right? And 11 was iffy, yeah. but I got it there. Yeah. I'm like, finish what you started. And the 12th one goes up. It's not going up. And now it's coming back down. Your chest. And, and now it's you can on, feel my it on your chest. chest. Yeah. And I can't put, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going to just take a second. I'm going to push it up. And I can't. And everybody's in headphones. Everybody's minding their own business. And now the bar starts rolling back oh, down my chest. Ah! And it's on my neck. Yeah. And it was pushing on my neck. So now I can't really even talk. Right. And I'm like, it might have been 10 seconds, but it felt like five minutes. Yeah. And I'm going, what I do, I'm so embarrassed. I Maybe this is getting really dangerous, man. <laughs> so finally, I just said, I said, yo, because it's cutting off. I'm like, yeah. yo. And then somebody heard me. And like three guys came like from different directions at once. Yeah, and, and pull up. And I'm so embarrassed. No, it's not. But we all have it happens, and they it's happened to them before too. <laughs> it, yeah. it has. Yeah. You know what's so crazy though? It's like, man, why did I wait until I was in my late forties to just start hitting the gym as hard as I did? Because mm. mm. I was like, but you, but like I was telling you before, I've never had this much time off, right? And been able to afford to have this much time off. Mm. So it's like, okay, seven months, but it's like, all right, I don't have to go get a job. No, nah, I'm just going to be in this gym and working out, man, and eating right, you know? So, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Hell a lot yeah. of protein. <laughs> <laughs> what protein shake you like? Uh, We're way off topic. Wait, I, I, I do whey. I do a bunch of whey. Well, of course it's whey. Yeah, but it's I, I got it's gold standard. Gold standard. It's 30 oh, grams of um, protein. On. Huh? On. On. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's 30 grams. So I do two scoops. Yeah. So I so oh, you breakfast. do two scoops? Hell yeah, man. Let's get it. Oh, shit. I've been doing one. I I'm do two scoops. Look at 60 grams in the morning. I, I I try to do about 200 grams of protein a day. I've been fucking with the Jocko uh, is that, uh, uh, protein. Is, is that like, is that, is that like um, not vegan or anything, is it? No, no, no. Like no, the, the Marine or the SEAL. Oh, yes. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. How many, how, how many grams is in that? What? We, we just talked about I don't know. We're way off topic. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, if if Sam is number one. My favorite actor. Who's number two? Denzel. Three. My favorite. Uh, my favorite. Uh, favorite is probably. Uh, I like Gene Wilder a lot, man. Wow. Yeah. I really enjoy Gene Wilder. Wow. Yeah, you went way back. Yeah, because it's like, I think my favorite movie of all time might be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Really? I think so. It's not the best. It's just, it just I love that movie. Oh, the movie. Wait, you took it the Gene Wilder joint. Yes. Willy Wonka. the Johnny Depp joint was? It's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. fine. Charlie, that's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that was It was all right. It was cool. Yeah. I saw the new Wonka, and I, I was like, like, it was all right. Okay. But they missed the point. The original piece had a deep message about being patient, yeah. not being greedy. Right. And all the kids are losing out because they are greedy, because right. they are failing on basic human shit. Right. And he is patient and nice. Right. And that's why he gets it right. Like, if you can accept delayed gratification, which is very hard for children. Which is very hard. Yeah, for sure. Right. And he could. He was humble. Yep. And he, like, I'll take my grat And no promise of gratification at all. Right. And the greedy kids are getting taken out. Yeah. The the new picture doesn't deal with that. Oh, really? Uh, I haven't seen just it any yet. just deep human lesson at all. Right. I got it at home, too. I haven't seen it yet. I got the, I got a DVD. I need to watch it, man. Mm. 
I need to know because I like Timothy. What's his name? Chalamet. I like mm-hmm. him. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. All right, I got. That's another one I got to watch. You, you're, you're telling me movies I need to watch. Oh, I didn't. I mean, Poor Things. Poor Things is shit. I got to watch that, and I got to watch New Wonka. Watch Book of Clarence. Book of Clarence is a shit. I want to watch it. I would have been to the premiere. I would have went to the premiere in LA if I was in town, man. So you're, I mean, you've kind of been talking about your philosophy as an actor. Right. But I want to know, like, can you, what can you boil down for actors who are coming up, who are listening? Right. You know, um, man, you got to take the craft seriously. Uh, I do appreciate, like, the people who I talk to, people who hit me up on, man, people hit me up on Instagram, I answer their questions. Yeah. What I got to do is I take a class, take an acting class. You still, you still take class? No. I got to take You're beyond class. But I used to be a professor. I used to, I used to teach, so nah. Yeah. Nah, nah. I mean, I don't, I'm not beyond class at all. I, you know what, Torre? I took an acting class um, between when I was waiting to start shooting Bookie and when I got Bookie and I was waiting to start shooting Bookie. I took an acting class. It was like Steph Curry got to get in the gym. Right now, when off. I said, do you take class? You were like, No. no. I don't do that shit. Oh, no. actually. No, I was about to say, I did I take a class. class a but you know ago. what? I'll tell you this. I took an acting class, and it, look, man, I was in Atlanta, and no slight to anybody, but it was like, the, prof- the teachers were like, why are you in this class? Are you trying to be funny? What's going on? I was like, I just need to take a class. They were like, you want to just do some one-on-one? Because I'm doing with, with, other, with, with acting students. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I'll be working with, <laughs> See, it's funny because I think the average person would say he's a good actor. She's a good actor. Okay, why? Right. We have no – it's like magic to us. We have yeah. no language. We know who we think are great actors. Yeah, for sure. But we don't have language to explain. You know what? It's, the, it's, it's understanding the human condition, right? I mean, to mm. be a good actor. Mm. Understanding – uh, situations that whatever thing that other character you're playing is put in. I was I was a good mimic when I was in my 20s. Mm. When I was in my 30s, I could I could start to understand a little bit of emotions of all types of emotions. In my 40s, I've been through it all. Mm. I've been through seeing life coming out of somebody who is now my child. Mm. You know, um, uh, I've seen the person who was my Caregiver die while I'm holding his hand. Mm. Um, love lost all of that. I can understand so many situations about the human condition that I can actually reflect it now. So you are tapping into how did I feel when so and so died? Well, I always make a. And it, for some reason, it's I don't even mean to make a note of it. It's just a note is in my DNA now. So when I get that script. Oh yeah, I know. I know what that feeling is. That I know how me of that. Yeah, that that reminds me of that. My the hairs on my arms are raising up because my DNA and my being understands what that is. So, are you trying to recall the feelings and relive them? I think the feelings are already there, and when you read it, it just it just comes out. If you are in that in touch with your emotions, if you're that in touch, then those feelings would just come out. It's just like, oh, yeah. Or oh, I'm reading about oh, I'm losing a child. I'm reading about, oh, man, I know how that feels. So I'm reading about 
seeing this, or I'm reading about getting the job of my life. I know exactly what that feels like. I know what it is. So you, it's already inside of me. That's just for me. Yeah. But I think the more that you are um, in in touch with uh, with your own emotions, and the more experience that you have, the better actor you can be. Mm, yeah. Mm. I mean, you could be 20 years old. You could be Dakota Fanning at seven years old and just knock it out of park. But all they're asking her to do is just be a great seven-year-old. Yeah. They're not asking a seven-year-old Dakota Fanning to be yeah. 42 years old, you know. But living truthfully yeah. in fictional circumstances. Yeah. It's very difficult. No, nah, it's not, man. It's not because you're, in, especially if you're in the moment, if you're in the moment, if you are that character and you are empathizing with everything that that character is empathizing with, if you that character loves that woman or that man, then you are playing that character and you can love that person, that woman or that man, or you can hate that woman or that man, or you could, it's whatever it is. You know, you can, if you're playing him and you're that in touch with it, you can go there. It takes time. Do you really feel the yes, love? Yes, no doubt about it, man. When I was on Queen Sugar, I was, I was in love with Tina Leffert. I was in love with her. You know what I'm saying? I'm there working with her. I was in love with her. Like, for real, you know? So, yeah. Think yeah. about how you might have a scene where you have to really be in some deep emotion. Yeah. And then you got to go home. And if you really felt it, that is still on you. Man, it's a lot of guys who I know, um, like especially the, uh, the, 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 what is it, the, the, the Stanislavski guys, right? Mm. Man, they won't even talk to you while you're shooting. They won't. Now, when we're doing Django, Walton Goggins was like, hey, look, man, can we be friends after this movie? And we are very good friends. But he was like, I'm, I don't like you. I'm not supposed to like you. I don't want to talk to you. And after the movie's over, he's like, Omar, I love you, Omar. I love you. Come on. Let's That's go. hard because, guys, Walter in that film is playing hardcore racist, racist. slavery. Yes, like, forcer. and jealous, jealous of the black man. So off the set, he's not fucking with you. No, I mean, he might have, you know what? He had two weeks off. We both had two weeks off. He was like, yo, Omar, let's go get something to eat. And we wanted to get something to eat. like, you know I'm not an ass. I said, of course. I know you, you're you on your method. And he was like, just so you know. So we talked. And he said, we're going to be really. So said, you set the, he set the boundary of I'm not going to be fucking with you. Yes, he next, set the boundaries. He said this next month. Yes. Whatever it next is. Next month. Yeah, next couple of months. I'm not, I can't. So he's not talking to Jamie like that. Like all, no. like when the, when the, when they the say cut. Off. Yeah. He's not hobnobbing with the black right. characters. Right. Black actors. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. So, you know, it was, but it's whatever it takes for you to get there. It, 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 that's whatever that process or whatever your method is. And he's one of the best in the world. But you're not method. No, nah, man. No, but I empathize with the character. See, that is, Taraji talked uh, on this show about empathizing with the character. You got to, Even yeah. if the character is a villain. Yes. The villain doesn't think they're a villain. They don't, no. And you have to empathize yes. with them. Yes. You have to understand them. Where they're coming from, exactly. That's exactly what Taraji had. She knocked, she knocked it out of the park. That's exactly what it is. You can't think that you're the villain. He's There's a reason why he or she is doing what they're doing. Yeah. They believe in it. Yeah, they believe in it. And it might not be their story. It might be Froghorn Leghorn story, but that other character is like, this is the story of my life. Yeah. In real in reality, the story that we're watching is not their point of view, but 
in their own um, being, it's the story of their life. Yeah. 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 You got to look at it like that. How's Taraji doing, man? <laughs> you tell me. You tell me. Say she's you, like, she's fighting. Uh, fighting the world to try to get what's right. I love Taraji, man. I love, she's a beast, man. Hell yeah. She's a beast, So, man. So, so t- for you to move up, yeah. is it for you to connect with a creator who's going to put you in the top? Is it for you to create something? Well, yeah, it's... That- it's it's all of that, right? It's um, you know, I'm I have tremendous writers uh who we're working together, you know, and uh also I have things that I want to do. Um hopefully one of them will hit, you know. I don't, you know, shh. man, trust me. I talk to Ava once a week. I'm like, you know I'm going to be the star of your next movie, right? You said that. I, I tell her that every week. <laughs> What every she, week, what, I, every week I tell her that. And what did she say? He's like, I know, oh, I know, I know, oh, I know, I know, I know, brother. I know she called me brother. I know, brother, I know. I like, I'm telling you, I'm going to be number one on the call sheet in your next movie. I told her that. I tell her that once a week, man. You know, I just put it out to the um, to the zeitgeist and hopefully, you know, somebody will catch it, you know? <laughs> so she got the juice. So, yeah. No, I, but yeah, I'm definitely um, creating my own stuff. And Torre, I'm also trying to, create jobs for other people. I yeah. want there's stories I want to tell. Yeah. You know, uh there's yeah. stories that I want to produce. Um you know, um my wife and I have uh, a cartoon with Macro right now. She just sold a cartoon with Amazon. So, uh we are just out here trying to 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 do our own thing also. And it's not just about the acting so much, uh, not just about the acting. You know, I I've, I've seen from the people who I've been around over the last 20, 20, 20, 25 years that you can't just, my, my acting teacher told me this a long time ago when I was in high school. He's like, you can't just be an actor. You have to do much more than that. He was talking about voiceovers and all that type mm. of stuff. But what I take it as now is while people like me and how, you know, I have the ear of a Warner Brothers or an HBO or a Chuck Lorre or an Ava or an Oprah, if I come to them with a project that I'm passionate about and I and it's really defined, that you know they can help me see it through, mm. for sure. Good luck, man. Thank you, man. I want to see you make it up? There. Oh yeah, man. We're gonna get it. I am, man. You know, I believe it. Hell yeah. Yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Always, man. Thanks so much to Omar for a great interview, and thanks to you for listening. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality. Maybe this show can help. You can find me on Instagram at Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jennifer Brown. Our editor is Ryan Woodhall. Our engineer is Claire McHale. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. 
My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.